Hey everyone, welcome to the Lost in Life podcast with me, Geshe Butt. Um, this video, sorry, <laughs> in this episode, I'm going to be speaking to Raphael Eliasen from the icy cold winds of Norway. Um, he is a prolific YouTuber, a high performance coach, motivational speaker, a good friend, an awesome human being, a skiing enthusiast. Um, an all-round good guy. So we're going to be talking about his journey um, and his insights. So stay tuned. Hey, man. Thanks so much for joining my podcast. You're the first uh, person I'm interviewing. Um, thanks so much for being here, man. How you doing? Thank you for having me, first of all, my good friend and I'm doing really well and I'm excited. So yeah, me too, man. Me too. So I guess I, I want to get started straight away and ask you um, the first question, which I'm sure uh, a lot of people in my audience listening um, are probably wondering, and that is like, why should we listen to you? And who, who are you? Uh, I can give obviously everyone who's listening an intro, but I thought this would be better to come from you. You know, what, what makes you somebody that they should listen to? Uh, and what makes you someone who has value to offer to um, the, to the audience that are listening? Sure. So I started my whole thing in 2014, March. I was very overweight, probably about 30 kilos I dropped since then. I was miserable. I had anxiety. I was suffering with depression. Um, really had nothing going on. No business, no life, no clarity, nothing. I could barely get a job as a janitor, mopping floors, scrubbing toilets, literally struggling just to get by the, you know, the whole deal, like just barely, barely making it and not having a lot of fun, not having a lot of success, um, dabbling in some internet marketing, trying <laughs> some different things, hoping that something's going to work. And then something switched in my brain. Um, actually, it was right around the time my grandpa got buried. His funeral. So, right around that time, something switched for me emotionally, and I just made a decision. And I said, "I'm going to take this seriously. This is going to work for me." I started working with different coaches. I bought courses. I really invested money that I didn't even have. I borrowed it, and I just made a decision. Like, I'm done messing around. I'm not dabbling anymore. And I started building uh, my business, doing what I love: coaching, helping people, and self improvement. And yeah, I lost a ton of weight. I became very happy, very healthy, built a, an amazing relationship. Uh, now I've coached over 600 clients. I've clocked over, well, nearly 9,000 hours of coaching. So you're, you're approaching that famous mastery, mastery curve, right? Yes. Yes. I'm close to the 10,000 hours already. So <laughs> I've been going and going and going and going. And yeah, it's been, it's been pretty incredible. Honestly, it's been a hell of a ride. That's awesome, man. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we've obviously, so to give everyone listening a bit of a background or uh, people watching the video, um, you and I, we met in a mutual mastermind and uh, we started making videos around the same time. Um, and we've always kept in touch just to see how we're both doing. And I think the thing that compelled me to have you on this podcast and just for me personally to interview you was that 
your conviction, I don't know many people have. And I mean, in this, and we talk about this all the time, right? Um, the shiny object syndrome. Like we see something attractive, but both of us have spoken about this personally so many times. So, you know, we're not exempt from that. But seeing like a new thing that we could try, Instagram video, Facebook video, advertising, etc. But actually just sticking to one thing. And I, I still remember um, being in that mastermind or even since then where other people, our friends have been doing new things, but you actually just said, nah, like I just, I want to make YouTube videos. Like that's it. And, and you, I've, I remember being on calls where you've specifically been told, oh, like that's not what you need to do. You need to go on with website. You need to try this, or this is going to be better, or this is going to work better for you. And actually you had that single-minded um, conviction that I don't even think I had, to be honest, um, at that time in my life to just say, no, like this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to make daily videos. And there's been countless times where we've gotten calls and I've been like, hey man, what have you been doing? Like, yep, they've been making videos <laughs> and coaching people. It's nothing sexy yep. and nothing new. Um, so yep. I wanted to have you on uh, so people can learn from you. I can learn from you. Um, and also, I saw your picture. Um, I can't remember if it was on YouTube or on Instagram of the change in weight. Uh, I think it was a video clip I saw on your Facebook story. And it was an image of you when you were chubby and overweight. And you had, I think, longer hair than I do right now. Um, and then you now. And, and just showing that change. Um, so I guess the first question that I'd like to start with is, you know, there's probably people who are listening who do feel lost or sometimes have clarity and sometimes don't, but are kind of just wading in the waters, if you know what I mean. Um, have you ever been lost uh, in life? And, and how did you like get through that? Like what did, what helped? You know, this is the secret behind the whole conviction thing, actually, now that you mention it, because I haven't talked about this with anyone before, I think, but you just triggered something amazing there that made me remember actually what really shifted me was I started watching daily videos from a coach. Now he was a little more on the cookie side. I'm not going to lie. He was a little bit of a strange one. So I'm not going to bring up the name because <laughs> let's just get back up. but what I will tell you is at the time I was dabbling. I didn't know what I was doing. No clarity. I didn't know, you know, six months in, I had the motivational speech that went viral. It probably has like four or 500,000 views now, but, even in the first month or so, I probably hit 100K. I didn't even know what motivational speaking was. I didn't know what coaching was. I didn't know any of this stuff. I never heard of personal development. I was just watching some guy posting videos. I didn't even know how I found them, honestly. It probably just popped up and suggested. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I was like, well, this is pretty good. And he just talked about self-improvement in a pretty kind of aggressive, strange kind of way. But it taught me a lot. And honestly, just listening to that every day, and you realize, wow, if I just take in some good content constantly, it'll shift the way I think. And when I experienced that shift, I realized, wait, why don't I just do that? That was amazing for me. I wish more people could have that because if I hadn't experienced those daily uploads from him, nothing would have changed for me. It wasn't enough. I'd see maybe a video here and there pop up, you know, a little bit of content, but just committing to like watching his daily uploads, turning on notifications. That's why I tell people to do that on my channel, like turn on notifications, turn on notifications for Keshav and like really watch every upload and just, you don't need somebody who's super famous. That's one big thing too. The guy that I was watching had like 3000 subscribers, right? And I just followed him 
That was all I knew at the time. I didn't know any better. Even the mastermind that we were in, the guy who led that, he didn't have a huge following, but it's more relatable. It's more on your level. Somebody who's making millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, it's very difficult to resonate with what they're saying because they're so far above, they don't know what the struggle's like. For me, the struggle was just recently. Like it's right around the corner. It's a few years ago. I can still feel the pain and some of that tension that's left mm -hmm. over just thinking back, you know, of being confused. So it was really just consistently getting positive content into me and then acting on it. And every day writing a little thing like, oh, I'm going to set my intention. Just one goal. Make a video every day. That was the thing for a whole year. Just one video. Yeah. And, and I think I love that because... Uh, it reminds me of uh, something I've been giving a lot of thought to recently. Uh, and that is the, the juxtaposition or the balance between wanting to learn from different people, but following one person and one path. Because it's, it's like, if you keep changing lanes, and this is my big lesson for last year, I put it in my yearly review. Um, I talked about it in the previous episode of this podcast. Don't, keep changing lanes stop changing what you're doing just do one thing and execute over and over again and i was talking to um my piano teacher this morning about how sometimes it's difficult to do things lower than the level that you're capable of doing so in this instance you know daily videos i know you can make amazing animated videos and you could yes. spend time getting the best shots and the best music and everything. And that's like your maximum potential, right? But you can't do daily videos at that level and run a business and coach people and, you know, have a relationship and a family and everything else. So you actually have to choose to make, you know, let's say 50% edited, but 100% consistent. And um, yeah, that's something that I've learned recently is to make sure that you know, you pick one lane, you commit to that one thing. Um, and yeah, what, so coming back to that pain, I'm, I'm really curious about that. So what, what was the pain for you? Like, what was that moment like for you? I think myself and others would definitely love to hear, like, you're clearly successful now. You're approaching, you know, 100,000 subscribers. You're going to get the silver button. Who knows when? Um, you got all these people that you're supporting and empowering now. But what was that moment like for you? And, and what were some of the doubts and fears that you went through? Right. So I think the biggest thing was just the social anxiety for me and, and depression and just not being able to talk to people. For me, it was at the point where if I would go to the store to buy groceries, I would be checking out. And if the cashier didn't give me a bag, I would rather leave my stuff at the store and go away than to ask for the back because I didn't want to bother. Yeah. That's how insecure, that's how little value I felt I had. That literally I was like bugging this person. That's yeah. being paid to work, by the way, right? They're meant to serve you. That's their whole thing. And they probably wouldn't have minded at all, but I felt like I was bothering them. That's how low value I felt, um, you know, when I was younger. And, and the thing is like that for me, that kind of suffering, that tension, that social anxiety, that depression, it just made me realize like living with that pain is so hard. Why would anyone, you know, want to do that willingly? They don't. So they just don't know any better. And so they need somebody to help them and to guide them and to walk them through. And that's kind of some of what my early coaching was all about. Now, you know, I work with businesses. I, I spent a whole month in the U S coaching a client in person, working with his entire company 
you know, including also working with his wife and like living with them, really like this powerful, in-depth transformational stuff. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It was incredible. But my roots are in like just people that are suffering and struggling and you have no idea what's going on. And like for me, just the confusion, lack of clarity, right? Like you say, that was a big thing of just not knowing how do I even fix this? What is this even? I don't even know what this is. Why do I feel like this? Trauma, all that trapped energy, it was stuck in there and, and it mm. was driving me. It's almost uh, the best way that the best analogy that I could give, the best example I could give is it's almost like when you watch a movie, like a horror movie and someone's possessed, that's the equivalent because it's almost like you're possessed with this negative energy. It's not really you. You kind of have some little glimpses of you. Sometimes you're happy. You know, maybe you love somebody. So with them, you're good. Maybe some of your family you connect with, that feels good. But it's just like you're kind of turned off throughout the day. You're on automatic pilot. You don't feel good. You're not sharp. Foggy brain, that's a good way to describe yeah. it. Kind of like, uh, I can't really concentrate. And that, yeah, that was a lot of what I struggle with. And now I don't have any of that, which is great. But it took a lot of work and it took a lot of time and attention to really get all of this perfected. And, and what, what have there ever been any, because um, I think we, we always hear about like the before and after, right? Uh, something that gets forgotten is, it's not really linear. Like you still sometimes relapse. So you kind of go back and then you go forward. Um, have there been moments like that for you, even now where you, you feel lost, but I suppose your ability to deal with that has changed or your perspective has changed. Um, Cause we, we all feel lost sometimes, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, just as I got my business to six figures, right, right after, like literally right after I hit that mark, um, I followed it up by relapsing back into my old habit of playing video games for like eight to 12 hours a day and destroyed my entire business, pretty much reduced it to probably 30% of its size. So yeah, <laughs> that was not a good thing. That was really early. On. <laughs> so what was the lesson there that we, that you took away from that? And, and like, how did you deal with that? I just, you know, old patterns are powerful. You get a little bit back into it, then you relapse and you're stuck again. That's what happened to me. Mm. And Honestly, you know, when you get success and you achieve more than you think you're capable of, you find that it's like a thermostat, right? You turn it up, you turn it down, wherever you've set it, it doesn't matter. You go above, the room will cool down. You go below, the room will heat up. So for me, it got too hot. So I found a way to cool it down. I sabotaged myself, right? And that was yeah. kind of what the whole experience was all about. I learned a lot from it. I've never done that to my business since. That's years, years and years ago, very early on. Um, probably like just into my first, uh, sec maybe into my second year, just early into my second year. And yeah, since then, I mean, I had an injury um, on both my wrists where I couldn't type anymore. That was a really big thing that I struggled with. And that was important because every client I would have, I would sit and take notes about everything in their life and all the problems and all the, you know, everything that they were bringing up, I would note. And that's how I kept track. And that's how I knew what was going on. And that's how I knew what to do, right? And then I lost the ability to write. My, both my wrists basically wouldn't work anymore at all. Like I can barely eat. I can barely lift a fork. It was a real challenge in my business. But it taught me. It improved me. My perspective changed from this is a pain and suffering that's happening to me. And I started seeing it as this is an opportunity for me to grow and learn from. So what I learned from that was hire people that are amazing, better than me even in some areas. Editors. I don't edit my videos. 
um, you know, marketers, I don't market my videos, right? Like all this stuff that took the typing, typing, hard work in front of the computer, I removed it, I let other people do it. And with my clients, this was the most uh, powerful shift by far, it actually chokes me up a little bit right there. <laughs> it, it, um, it was, I became more present with my clients. So I stopped typing and focusing on, you know, this little document. And I started focusing on what they were actually saying, really listening, really being there with them. That was transformational. I mean, that, that exploded my business. It exploded their results. Now I was like really, really there and fully, fully just attentive, caring. I invested more into each person I worked with. It changed my life. And, and I've, for me, actually, it almost made a lot of coaching seem pretty redundant or almost boring because a lot of coaches will sort of sit there and take notes and just go this, you know, kind of very beaten path. And, and for me, it made me challenge people more. I challenged myself just by shifting into that style. And it really, it improved me a lot. So the challenges, you know, the suffering, the problems, they're great opportunities to grow if you can see them that way. It's hard to, but when you do, it pays off big time. So that's the lesson right there. I want to go back to uh, something you said, and I love that as well, because I think it, you're, you're, you're allowing that subconscious mind to just work and just to be present. And, and we really underestimate how important you know, just sitting and I, I try and do this when I'm replying to people on YouTube, just to sit and just like read that. You know, sometimes I'm, I'm like quickly trying to reply. But I'm like, no, let me just absorb. Okay, this is what you've said to me as if it's an interaction and then respond with, you know, a nice, meaningful comment, which it might make someone's day. It might not. Who knows? Um, but you, you said something there about that thermostat. And I, I'm curious because I've seen this a lot with um clients that I've worked with, you know, sometimes we get them to do a 90 day challenge, which they say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Here's one thing I commit to. I'm going to practice every day, um, learning the drums, uh, learning how to do sales calls, all these different things. And what I've seen many times is the relapse. So they finish one 90 day and then they end up having this period where it's like, okay, cool. Like I did it. And everything stops. They go back to the video games, the masturbation, whatever hidden habits they have, uh, just chilling, procrastinating. And, and then they go into this um, cocoon phase and it's like they're then gearing up for the next challenge and, and the cycle kind of repeats. So they do move forward, but there's always this huge dip. Um, so my question is, do you, do you find for yourself or people you work with ever get out of that? And what is the difference between, you know, having this kind of hot and cold versus I suppose what is ideal is just an upward trajectory or is that unrealistic? No, I, I, I agree with that. What you're saying there right at the end, I think that's the solution to the whole thing is you go steady and consistent and constant speed versus trying to, you know, fly through the roof instantly and just hope that, you know, you, you'll figure it out as you go. That's the problem is when you go too high, too fast, people say, well, you know, don't limit yourself. You're, you can make a million your first year as an entrepreneur. Yeah, you could, but it'll probably mess you up big time. That's because your mindset isn't able to support what you're accomplishing. So even though you get it, it's like you can't even process it. Even if you do, you feel overwhelmed and then you find ways to just ruin it. And that's the power of a video a day or meditating every day. 
or writing out your new identity consistently because then you are shaping the unconscious. And that way, it's almost like you're automatically just headed towards where you need to go because you have the habits in place. It's not some esoteric thing about, oh, you're in the right mindset. It's like you're doing what you're supposed to do, but you're also aligned with your thinking and your words match it too. So you don't go telling people, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm trying my best. You're certain in it when you speak of it. You're certain of it when you think of it and you take certain action. And when all of those three are aligned, there's no cocoon phase because the cocoon would be like just weird at this point. It's absurd. It's like, what, what, no, this is not a thing, right? But when you do these stretches, like the, you know, the 30-day, 90-day challenge, you're pushing yourself. And by virtue of pushing yourself, you're saying, this is above me. I have to stretch into this. This is not who I am. I've got to try to be bigger than I am. I am pretending. I'm trying to force this and it's no longer authentic. But when you do it from a real place, you know it's manageable, but it's still stretching yourself ever so slightly. And then you improve your identity. And also you line that up with what you say and how you talk to people. Now you've got it all working for you. And that's, that's really the magic right there. The, problem, the reason why I relapsed is because I did exactly that. I pushed myself, right? Push, 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 and then ugh, exhausted. Yeah. But steady growth, you don't get broken, so to speak. So, so I guess is, is the lesson here or the takeaway uh, for us that we should do things that we sustain or, and, and like, what is like, how do you know you're pushing at the right level, but you're also going at the right pace, uh, especially, you know, you, you talked about certainty. Um, what I've noticed in my own journey has been, I've reached places of certainty and then I've questioned where I am and where I'm going in order to push to the next level. And, and, right. and it's almost like if you stop doing the things that, uh, you know, like with, let's use the analogy of the gym, right? You, you go, you do some bicep curls, your bicep grows. But if you stop doing that, entropy sets in and your muscles start to go back to where they were. They're not exactly where they were before, but you lose that. So um, like, what do you do to make, I guess there's two questions here. What do you do or do you think works to help people um, maintain that edge and that certainty. Cause I really feel it, man. I look at you, I look at your eyes and I'm just like, yo, this guy, he just, I couldn't convince him to do, um, I don't know, like Snapchat videos on some <laughs> random thing, even if I tried. Uh, and, and secondly, um, I forgot my second question, so forget about that. But yeah, how, how do you reach that point of certainty and how do you maintain it is essentially what I'm asking. Right. I think you have to just pick. And that, that's the scary part. It's like, oh God, but there's so much, right? So I can do this, I can do this. Just pick. If you really want the bicep and that's really the thing you value and it really, 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 like really matters. It's the most important thing. Awesome, pick the bicep. But for most people, that, that, that's not right? So for me, it was helping people live their dream because I didn't even know if I could live mine. That's what it boils down to. It's like actually doing what I love for a living getting compensated incredibly, and then also helping other people do what they love, right? So I both it down to that and I said, all right, well, for that, let's do it the easiest way possible. It's not complicated. I would say YouTube was the best medium for me. And so I chose it and I went with it and I don't look back. Instagram, other platforms, Facebook, other people can manage it for me. I'm not gonna bother. I'm just gonna get good at one thing. I'm just gonna do this. And even with the YouTube thing, I'm not even the one optimizing or doing the thumbnails or editing. I don't do any of that. You know what? I just get in front of the camera and I coach. 
that's really my life. That's what I do. That's what I love doing. And other than that, I take care of myself, right? So I ski and I eat well and, you know, I, I, I do things that are fun to me and engage me. I play guitar, you know, all those things to sort of get my myself into the right space and right zone and prime my own mind, you know, read books and get coached and all those wonderful things that improve you. But I'm very focused. And I think to pick and have that edge, it's really, really deciding where am I going to put in my 10,000 hours? Get clear. Where are my 10,000 hours going to be invested? It's like a stock, right? If you put all your money into one stock and you don't know, is it a winner or not? You, then you're in trouble. But if you know for certain this is the one, then it's so easy because you just make that investment. Even though it goes up and down, it will for sure. And you'll be like, oh, well, that one over there looks attractive. By the way, I'm not giving investment advice. Disclaimer. You go for an index fund, but all that's for another conversation for another yeah. day. But when it comes to really being successful in your field or, you know, especially career-wise, you really, really got to commit to something and you just got to stick to it. Otherwise, you get this like kind of results. You know, your bicep kind of grows and then your, your leg muscles are a little bit and your abs are kind of okay. And just, just pick one, master that one. You can always go to another one later on and then just sustain because sustaining is not that hard. My YouTube, if I just want to sustain it, one video a week is easy, man. It's not hard work. It's not a grind. It's not something that takes a lot of effort for me. Just one video a week. Maintain it. Meanwhile, I was growing. I was working with different companies. I was getting some equity. You know, I was thinking bigger. And then I come back and I do daily again. You can come back. You don't have to be one thing forever. That's it. But build it to a point where you're happy instead of building a foundation, walking away, build a new foundation, walk away again. That guy, you know, that's, that's where the mess is because you're just running around like a you know, chicken with its head cut off and, and no results will come of that. There's yeah. just no concentration. There's no, there's a lack of focus. You're listening to too much different stuff. And it's just interesting because um, I'll come back to that dabbler mindset because we see this a lot. Uh, you know, most, a lot of you that are listening, watching uh, are dabblers and you know, because you've taken my quiz, but coming back to what you just said about um, like picking one thing, I was also thinking about what about the person who doesn't know what their thing is yet? Uh, where do they start? Where do they go? The person who's kind of like, but I don't know what I want to commit to. I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what enlivens me and awakens me. Like, what do I do? I know I should commit, but I'm kind of lost. Yeah, like to what, right? I'm going to commit to that. I don't know. And that whole situation is usually a lack of different experience. You don't have enough variety. You haven't tried different stuff. So you're confused because, or maybe you've tried too much stuff and you just can't choose. But usually it's the former where you just haven't tried enough different things. And the way to find what you really should commit to is by using a rating system of joy. So you check in and you go, what's the most fun? When I do the process, and here, this, let's make this very clear. I'm going to make this as easy as possible to implement so it's not overwhelming. What I'm talking about is when you're doing the process, what is the most fun? Not the end result or something you want from it, not the outcome, because that now you're needy, you want something out of it. I'm talking about what do you do that you just love? For me, I love skiing. And when I ski, I'm happy and joyful, and it's a bliss for me. I could do skiing for a living. If I had found it earlier in my life, I could have committed to it and it could have been, this is my route, this is what I'm doing and I love this because it's so fulfilling to me. I love the process of that. I will say this, however, 
my most fulfilling thing is being in the coaching session. I knew it from the moment I did the free consultation for the very first time that, oh my, this is the absolute favorite thing I have ever done in my entire life. This is fun to me. Mm. Some people don't even, they have a coaching business. They don't even like coaching. What are you doing? Like, for me, <laughs> Why do I, I'm, I'm, I'm 24 right now as we're doing this interview. Why do I have almost 10,000 hours? Most coaches that are like 40 don't have 10,000 hours, right? I mean, it's a result of I love it so much. I would do it just for the sake of doing it. And I did for a long time, right? And then it turns into a profession. And now you get paid because you're good. People value good. People value skill. And they'll compensate you. But to get to that point where you know the thing that you really, really want to do, explore one right? Explore and then find where you have the most fun during, not after, not while thinking about how it's going to be, but right there. Are you present? Are you enjoying the moment? If you are, you're probably onto something, you know, there you go. There's your sign. I love it. I love it, man. Explore and go, go where there's more joy and just keep moving in that direction. And that could be in your profession. It could be in your relationships. Um, it could be in your career, uh, as you talked about. And, and one, like, my favorite quotes from you, and I, I've said it millions of times on our calls, and I say it to other people, and I share it with other people, is if it's heavy, let it go. That is it. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, coming back to what, what you said about the, that mindset of um, dithering, dallying, and dabbling. Uh, if, if you're listening and you don't know where you are, and, and you want a quick test, uh, go and head over to my website. There's a free quiz you can do. There's like seven questions and it will tell you based on your answers, whether you're a shipwrecked castaway, a dabbler or a master. And that's keshavbat.com forward slash quiz. I'll put the link in the description for you. So you can go and find out there, like all the resources are there. Now we've given them to you, we've given you the ideas. All that's left now is for you to act. And I, um, I want to come into this phase of our call and talk about um, action, but also contribution. Um, a lot of the people watching are at a point where they feel sometimes that they're not having the impact they want on the world. Or if they are, it's not at the level they want. Or they're doing, but they don't feel the fulfillment. Um, what has your experience of that been? And, and what are some of your best pieces of advice for people who are in this place? Because you're obviously, um, you're in that, that perfect idyllic zone where you do what you love, you get paid loads, you get to ski, you get to like love life. Um, how, how do we get there, man? Like, what, is it possible? Sure. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, the problem comes from, again, the dabbling and just having too many ideas, too many trains of thoughts. Um, you really need to sit down and preferably isolate it away from everybody else and really just get account for like, what is really going on here? What do I really, really want out of life? Like what's fulfilling for me? What do I, again, use the joy, right? Measure through joy. Okay. What's fun for me? What do I enjoy? What do I really want to experience? And that's the key question right there. What do I want to experience? Not what do I want to have? Because that's misleading. You think you want stuff because you've been brainwashed to believe that you want it because there's so much advertising, people telling you stuff, right? But what do you want to experience? Emotional, really, really important question. 
emotionally? What do I want to experience? Do I want to be happy? Do I want joy, excitement? Do I want like this, this adventurous feeling? Or do I want something that's a little more, you know, trying, testing, difficult, you know, a little bit of a strain? What kind of feeling do you want? That's really important. When you know the feeling, then it's much easier because most of the time we do stuff to feel stuff. We buy stuff so we can feel stuff. And we talk to people so we can feel stuff. So why don't you just skip all that, go to what you want to feel, and then reverse engineer from there. Yeah. Long ass and I think conversely, it's true that we, we do things so we don't have to feel things. Yes, exactly. And you get into this avoidance. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yes. So the, the, yeah, go on. Yeah, let me just add that, you know, if you're, if you're not having the impact that you want, then usually check, okay, realistically, and also from a higher consciousness where you're sitting down and you're really by yourself and you're honest and raw and you're not letting anybody else influence you, do you really have to reach a billion people to feel happy and fulfilled? For me, I actually prefer having less people, more impact. I prefer changing one person's life so much that they go out and change millions of people's lives more than I want to be the guy that's like on stage. Hey, everybody, right? Like that used to be my thing in the beginning. I used to think, you know what? I got to be a motivational speaker and I got millions of views from it, by the way. Imagine that you do the wrong thing and you get rewarded for it. What does that teach your brain? You do things that you don't really love. Well, maybe you do, but it's not your true passion. And then people are like, clap, clap, clap. Great job, Raphael. You know, here's a million, 10 million views. You're the most amazing motivational speaker. And then I buy into that and I think this is what I got to do now because this is who I am and this is what people love me for. But you got to break out of that. Not what people love you for. What do you love you for? I love me when I can impact somebody so deeply and really have them go out there and do what they love and fully engage. That matters so much more. That's why I'm a one-on-one coach, not a group coach. I can do group coaching. It's okay. But that's not where you'll find the best me. The best me is in a high ticket one-on-one program, which is expensive, but I'm giving my heart and soul to my client and not even in a sacrifice, but it's, it's so passionate and it's so deep and it means everything to me because when I'm one-on-one with somebody, that's where I really, really shine and that's where I'm the happiest and that's why it's so powerful. So if you're doing something because you think you need to reach more people or because, you know, again, check what's your joy. When you find your joy, it's much easier to measure and you're not going around trying all these things because you think you need to be big time. Absolutely. And I think um, there are there's so many um, role models that are paraded to us today that uh, they've been rewarded for doing the wrong thing. And they have tons and tons of influence, uh, tons and tons of power even. Uh, certain American presidents I'm thinking of <laughs> um, it, 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 like we do see those people um, and maybe they're outliers maybe they're not I don't know but it's such an important distinction you made there you, you also made a really quick distinction I think a lot of people will miss you said as as you are um, working towards giving your all your passion and your soul to clients and then you made the clarification but I'm not doing that as sacrifice um, and I'm curious what, what made you make that distinction? Because I know there's more to it than that, than that little thing that you just did. Because um, I, I know from my experience, th- there's two types of struggle. There's a struggle for something, for a purpose, for um, some greater good. And then there's a struggle because of something. 
and that's where it's you know you're becoming a martyr and i i noticed you make that distinction so i'd, I'd love it if you'd expand on why yeah very sharp of you by the way i gotta say to pick up on that first of all because you're right <laughs> and it is what happens when you get two coaches on a podcast yeah this is what happens right so it's powerful because what's happening is and this is how you can measure again this is very very powerful when i'm in the session i'm gaining energy i'm not giving energy to the client and then i'm tired now i gotta go to sleep and rest i am the happiest and the most engaged and the most present during that because it's the most fun for me right so when you do something that's joy for you you're engaged see here's how you can tell if you do something and afterwards you feel like garbage, then you did the wrong thing. Stop doing that. If it's heavy, let it go, right? There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's draining you. It is the wrong thing for you. You can rationalize it. You can tell yourself why you need to do it. Maybe it's a family member that you're spending time with and you're saying, well, you know, that's my mom and I just have to. But you don't have to. You can reduce the time. You can make it. Maybe you can change the way you do it in a way where it is fun. Maybe you can go outside instead of sitting at home watching you know, housewives or whatever it is that she said to, right? Like so the way you bond and the way you spend time with people and the way you do what you do, you can also change the method and the approach versus the thing itself. For instance, if I'm coaching one-on-one -on -one and it's in person, that's even more powerful and even more engaging than a call online, right? Like on whatever the media is of the day for doing online coaching calls. The point is that when you're doing the activity, you can feel your energy either going up or down and if it's going down you're either doing the right thing the wrong way or you're doing the wrong thing and it doesn't matter if you do it the right way you're doing the wrong thing so it's just not going to work for you and, and the, the the thing that i want to add to that is that um like no one can really tell you some people can give you clues um in sanskrit the word guru like everyone's heard the word guru um which is pronounced totally incorrect it's guru but it's basically saying in the root meaning of the word, somebody who points the way. And, and that's a really like important definition because that's all they're meant to do is point, like go that way. But you, you don't see a sign on the road and then just start hugging it. You, you know, you put like a garland of flowers around there. You know, you put a poster on the wall of the sign, but that's what we do. We, we see people who are pointing us in a direction and I'm not saying that we shouldn't celebrate them. I'm saying don't be like me, become better than me should be the mentality. Like don't admire the Buddha, become one yourself because that person is only pointing the way and you can, every individual must walk their own path and nobody can really tell you what sparks joy for you and what sparks, you know, a depression for you. Um, you have to become aware of your own body, of your own feelings, of your own self-awareness. And that's what we call, I suppose, emotional intelligence. Like knowing that every step of the way, like, oh, when I talk to this person, I feel like my body just gets really like tight and my jaws are like twitching. Okay, so don't hang around that person. <laughs> oh, but there's no one else around that I can hang around. Okay, like watch a video by Raphael. <laughs> Like that's a proven way, you know, um, works for 70,000 other people. Um, right. you're, you're not, and I, I think sometimes we allow our ego to get in the way and we think that, you know, yes, it's true, but it's not true for me. Like 
I'm the exception. I, my situation is different uh, because my mom is this or my family is this or my resources are this or I, I'm broken or this. And all of those, like, they're just another game of ego where you, the more you believe you're an exception to the rule, generally speaking, the more you're susceptible to that rule. Like, I think a really important one is um, social media, like using social media too much. Like, if you think you're exempt from that dude or my friend, whoever it is listening, like, you're probably not balancing it in the most optimal way. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I love those uh, distinctions. So, uh, before we kind of, I feel like we're moving towards the, the end of our call, um, but where where next for you um what what do you see yourself doing what is um the big mission the thing that's like sparking joy for you right now uh, either on a day-to-day basis or, or even broader yeah i mean there's there's a lot to that i think it's a it's a really good question it's a loaded question um there's multiple layers to it as well but i think if you get to the primary or the, the sort of the underlying driving force. For me, it's helping as many people live their dream as possible because ultimately for me, a better world is where more people do what they love and they're happy and engaged and living their authentic self. So really, really tapping into that heart and soul place and working from there. I think especially career-wise, people struggle with that a lot yeah. and it's a really big issue. And for me, it's something I'm very passionate about because you know my family... The, the, the kind of saying, the slogan for me was doctor, lawyer, or you're nothing, basically. Yeah. That's it, you yeah. know? That's, that's all that's valuable in society. And a lot of people get brainwashed that way. I'm not the only one who had that. So just understanding that you can pretty much do anything and get paid for it in today's marketplace, that limiting belief of, well, I can't make money doing X, Y, Z, Right. That just drives me nuts because I used to think that personal development wasn't even a thing. I didn't know what coaching was like I told you earlier. And so you have this idea that you can't do what you love. And for me, it's, it's so frustrating to see people in that position because it's not true. It's a false belief. The moment you remove it, you can figure it out. There's always a way to go about doing what you love and making a lot of money doing it. And then the other thing for me too is just like improving uh, overall subjective experience. So when somebody's living their life and they have a lot of trauma trapped, like I did, um, it really severely dims down the light. It's almost like wearing really intense shades where everything is kind of dark. You don't really know what's going on. You have all these tensions in your body, all these knots. It's like you can't really experience the world and all the amazing things it has to offer. You can't smell the roses or appreciate the sunshine because you're miserable because you got all this trapped energy. So releasing that trapped energy, releasing the trauma. Um, I learned a lot of like cutting edge psychological techniques to help clients with that because it really, really matters to me that people have a good time, right? I want them to be enjoyed because that's a higher energy level. And the more we raise the overall frequency, the more the evolution of the overall big consciousness of the entire planet is going up and our overall trajectory is improved. So that's how I look at it. That's my contribution to it. You know, a single person doing their little, you know, it's like (laughs) make the world a better place. That's my way of doing that um, in a professional sense. And also, you know, just for all the people that I've worked with and all the clients that I've had, it really just inspires me and it drives me and it motivates me so much. Um, I don't even need to be motivated. Honestly, I'm just pulled towards it. It's like in my heart, 
You know, I, I just, I love to see people happy and in bliss and fulfilled and transformed out of their dark place. And it means so much to me because I know how much it meant to me. So watching someone else go through that, that really for me is like the ultimate sense of joy. And, and it's just amazing. I love it, man. So, so beautifully put. And I think um, like your, your energy, when you talk about that, I'm sure everyone listening and watching um, can feel that too, um, which makes me curious, like what, 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 what's been your, what was the most recent moment of joy for you? Like, uh, shed some light on that. I'd love to hear like a moment that you've had recently, however big or small, that really created like that feeling of bliss, energy, wonder, fulfillment. Sure. So often they'll come through working with a client and I've had multiple, even just this week. I mean, it happens all the time. It's constant. Just seeing somebody, you know, finally something clicks. It's like a chiropractic adjustment of the mind. That's kind of yeah. how I view it. And it's like they're coming. Sounds like a good film. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, they, they have this, this pain point or there's something and it feels kind of uncomfortable. And then just clicking them into place where like maybe the old thought was, well, you know, I got to do this business because it'll make me money and then I can do my passion project. Well, no, how about we do the passion project? And actually that might make you more money than your business. And that shift right there especially for one client actually this week was enough to like set them on a completely different path. And they're already excelling and growing into their highest, best version of themselves, serving the world way more, giving way more instead of, you know, focusing their attention on the business that's solely there to make money. Right. So it's a shift in consciousness and seeing that happiness that happens. And also still they thrive even better and, and destroying that limiting belief that you can't, do something that's incredibly fulfilling and also get compensated even way more than you would doing something that's not. So those moments are, are powerful. I mean, for me, obviously, personal life and, and my relationships and just being in a good state every day, being focused, not, you know, just dabbling and looking at different things. That's extremely just being in the present state for most of my day, not having thoughts go through my head or being very specific with the thoughts that go through my head, that generates a lot of good positive emotions and it keeps me in a very upwards trajectory kind of spiral and it just keeps a lot of uh, negativity gone. It's just very clean. It feels, it's like you're breathing very nice fresh air all the time. It's just very comforting and calm and the experience is good. So that's kind of from my point of view and also how I impact some people. Uh, so, some people, I think many people, bro, and I, and I, I would 100% include myself in that. Um, I want to I wanna just acknowledge you for everything that you're doing and the integrity that you're doing it with. Um, I know tons of coaches, uh, as I'm sure you do, but you're the only one that I really wanted to have on um, to talk about this stuff because I think one of the problems in personal development is there's so much regurgitation. It's like this white noise. Um, but you speak with a real simplicity, um, which makes it easy to like implement the stuff you talk about. Um, but most of all, it's all coming from experience. Like it's all coming from, yeah, you know, that one sentence that I told you, I probably struggled with that for about six weeks. And every single day I thought about it for like ages I got coached on it and then I realized that one little sentence and finally like I moved into alignment um so yeah like on behalf of humanity <laughs> um th thanks so much for for everything you're doing man and um 
you know, you're like my Norwegian brother. So I, I learn a lot from you um, and what you're doing. And, and it's been fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I so can say this. Having you on here. Um, before we go, though, I'd, I'd love to hear um, your, your summary of everything we talked about. Um, and I guess the, the main takeaways that people should go in and implement. You mean from this call right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. from everything we because we covered so much. I'd love to hear if if you can um, your summary of the key ideas. Right. So I would probably boil it down to first, if you're lost and you have no clue what you're doing, go find your joy. Go try a bunch of different stuff until you're just loving the process and you're so happy during what you're doing. You're not waiting for an outcome or a result. You're just doing what you love and you love doing it. Now you are onto something and you know where you need to go and explore more and go deeper into and learn about and maybe figure out a way to do something around that career-wise as well because that will make it that much more fulfilling. Then I would say um, if you're lacking clarity and you're uncertain or you're dabbling a lot, all of that combines into usually one solution, which is you need to slow down, not listen to all this stuff. Don't watch all the top players in the personal development space because they will confuse the living out of you and uh, <laughs> you will feel very overwhelmed. So try to avoid that and just sit down, keep it simple, pick a few people to listen to, and then try to spend a lot of time just on your own, sitting there journaling, meditating, you know, just really create space. Don't go from activity to activity. Slow down your day. Don't check your phone. Don't go on the computer. Don't play the game console. Don't watch Netflix. Just slow down. Take a week where you just slow it, slow it down. You'll feel way more certain, way more just confident, better. Everything's going to improve. And then when you're struggling or you're going through something tough, change the interpretation. So if you're going through a challenge, try to interpret it in a way of how can this make me a better person? How can this improve my life? How am I going to learn and grow from this. What is the lesson? Because one of the most important things that I learned is that the lesson will repeat itself over and over and over and over again until you finally get it. And when you get it, then it's done. And sometimes you think you got it. And then two years later, it's like, <laughs> hey, yeah, you forgot again, didn't you? So remember that and, and, and let that happen. And, and you know, laugh at it like you're doing, right? Because that's what I do too. I laugh. I'm like, wow, really? Wow. So that's, that's important. And then yeah, that, that, that would be the main kind of keys. And I can add one more thing to that. I'd probably say that from this call, um, just look at the energy that we're in. You know, we're having a good time. We're doing what we love. Like yeah. me and my brother here, you know, just, just, just chilling. Like this is fun and this is work. You can do that. There's a way to do that. You don't have to be miserable and grinding and hustling. I don't even do any of the stuff I don't like doing. I don't touch nothing on social media. I almost don't look. I very rarely do things that don't feel good. And if I do them, I find a way to do them that feels good. So that's very, very important. I'm not saying you have to be happy all the time. But what I am saying is you could be most of the time. And that's a choice. And it's a choice to be in a certain energy level. It's a choice to live in bliss. You don't have to grind. You don't have to work a job you don't like. If you're doing it, you're choosing it, usually unconsciously. But if you get conscious, you can make a decision to change all of that. You're not stuck. Woo. I, someone called DJ Khaled because <laughs> another one. <laughs> like, that was a, an awesome, awesome uh, summary. I couldn't have put it better myself. I think the, the one sentence summary for me of everything you've said is move in the direction of joy. And if it's heavy, let it go. Like kick that thing out of the way. 
Um, how can people follow you um, if they're interested in your videos, your coaching? Like, where can we find you? Sure. So the number one place is definitely YouTube. As you said earlier, that's been my main focus ever since I started. So jump on YouTube, type my name in, or probably Kesha will have a link in the description. And subscribe, turn on notifications, watch those uploads, and just do that. And you'll have a lot of clarity and a lot of focus and a lot of just a lot direction of fun, man, as well. Like I, yeah. I enjoy watching your videos. They're, they are fun too. Um, I will definitely put the link in the description. So definitely um, subscribe, click the bell notification and um, listen, like Raphael has given us what, like an hour plus of his valuable time. Um, how much did it cost to work with you for an hour? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> a couple, couple hundred i'm oh, sorry i put you on the spot there but like a couple hundred bucks at least um, it's very expensive so you've given right. us all this value for free today um so i encourage you if you are listening like go find one of his videos and just leave a comment say hey uh, this is team kb here and let him know that you came from this podcast so he knows that him giving this hour added value to what he's doing um go check out his videos he is at 70,000. So I think if you combine our channels, that's 100K. So I'm happy for like my 30,000. Just go subscribe there. Um, and yeah, go and most of all, um, implement the things that we've spoken about today. Because at the end of the day, uh, you're the captain. Like we can have this fun discussion here um, with our, our nice backdrops and cool microphones and all this like fun and, and, and all that. But at the end of the day, like it's not about what you say, it's about what you do. And th this right here, as, I, as you're listening to my voice, this is a moment. Is it gonna be a moment where you take action? Is it gonna be a moment where you dabble? That, that choice is always yours, my friends. So as always, accept only the best and nothing less. Dream like you are a God. Command your life and your state like you are a king or a queen and then work every single day like a slave so that you can have, achieve, be, do, become anything. This is Gesha Butt and Raphael Eliasson as the Lost in Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you all in the comment section below. Peace. <laughs>